Welcome to episode three of the Females in Fitness podcast. In this episode, I chatted to Carly from the Bod Squad, which is located on the Sunshine Coast. During this chat, we spoke about how Carly went from the corporate world to becoming a trainer with an outdoor business and then eventually opening a gym after the COVID lockdowns. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a review and share with a friend who would like a listen as well. And if you are new here, don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you can see when we release a new episode each week. And don't forget, we are so keen to share all of the stories of females in the fitness industry to help and inspire each other. So if you would love to come on and share your story and experience, please send me a message on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome, Carly, from the Bod Squad to the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, we have been planning to do this for a very long time, haven't we? And we finally made it in lockdown. Yes, we're here. <laughs> we're here. It was almost like last lockdown, wasn't it? I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> I think so. But, um, yeah, we finally get there with our children at home and hopefully we can bang this out without getting too annoyed. So basically, we're going to chat today a little bit about your business, about how you came into fitness, and um, you recently opened a gym, so we'll even go into that as well, because there's a lot of trainers out there that start with group fitness like you did out in parks and boot camps, and that ultimate goal is opening a gym, which you have done, so we will definitely um, chat all about that, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, But we'll first start off with people uh, getting to know you a little bit for people that don't follow you or know you. So do you just want to give us an idea on who you are, what you're about and what you do? Yeah, cool. So um, I'm a mum to a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old and then I have a 15-year-old stepson Um, and I I had... Yes, I have been, um, well, grew up in a very active family. We all played soccer um, and I also played netball and touch football, depending on the seasons. Um, So my whole life I'd played soccer. And um, when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, Indy, um, I thought, well, I can't play soccer anymore. What am I going to do? Um, I worked in the city, in Brisbane City, and um, I decided to go and join a gym. And I said to the guy, I'm pregnant. You know, is there anything that I can and can't do when, when I, while I'm in here? And he looked at me dumbfounded. And I remember he stuttered. Like, he was just like, oh, um, um, oh, just you can go on the treadmill or the cross trainer. Don't let your heart rate go over 158. Um, and I thought, I'm not going to pay a gym membership. That's boring. Like, why would I pay to just walk on a treadmill and watch a TV screen when I can go and walk up and down Coro Drive? Or Because that's where I was working at the time. So I ditched the gym membership and, um, yeah, just stuck with some walking. And I did kind of fall into that trap of, oh, I'm eating for two. Yeah. So my I was craving like crazy potatoes and um apple and black currant juice so that was my thing and at the time (laughs) Matt (laughs) uh at the time um hubby was working for the V8 supercars so he was away like every weekend or every second weekend so he was away for five nights at a time so I would live off 
baked potatoes, potato bake. I would make my own chips. I would just live off potato every single night that he wasn't home because that was my craving. Surprisingly, (laughs) a lot of potato. Um, Surprisingly, though, I maintained a very healthy pregnancy. I, I know I don't like to focus too much on it, but I did only gain 10 kilos throughout my pregnancy um and then once I'd had Indy it was um afterwards when friends and family were coming over and they're like you're breastfeeding you need to eat keep eating and everyone's just pushing food into me like just eat 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 everyone's bringing food over and it was after having Indy where I gained so much weight I gained probably like 20 kilos and um within a short period of time without going into too much detail but we made a move to the Sunshine Coast um, so that Matt could be closer to his son and with that I left behind my friend network my family support um, and I really struggled I was finding that even though I was feeling depressed and alone um I went to the doctor and they didn't feel that I had um was it anti like you know postpartum depression or anything like that they just felt that I'd gone through a lot and I just needed to find my feet again how old was baby at this time um Indy was only seven months old when we moved yeah so it was a big move um even before, so before Indy as well, I was a smoker and a drinker yeah. um, and pretty, pretty unhealthy, um, pretty unhealthy lifestyle. I was working in accounts by day and working in nightclubs on weekends. Um, so it was just, yes, the, the young lifestyle. Um there was just nothing healthy about it though. It was, you know, alcohol or yeah, like cigarettes and Red Bull living off that um, and playing soccer. And I guess that's what kind of, um, I don't know, it kept me looking healthy, but I certainly wasn't feeling healthy on the inside. That's for sure. Um, Like you can get away with these things when you're young, like your body likes shit and it still looks fine. And then you your 30s and it all catches up with you if you don't take care of yourself (laughs) yes exactly and um so yeah so after Indy and uh because there's a big group of us that were all sort of pregnant around the same time and um it got really hard not to compare yourself to your friends you know you've got friends going oh well I just wore my size 10 guest jeans out of the hospital after having a baby and it's like yep that's awesome I'm still wearing maternity pants (laughs) like that's the only thing that fit me so it was really hard to not compare yourself as well and being up here feeling um lonely not having anyone um I went to join a mother's group up here um to try and meet some people make friends um but yeah that really wasn't working for me either and uh, the weight thing was really getting to me as well hi Daisy (laughs) so um I yeah I went to the doctor and you know complained about my weight and all those kinds of things and the doctor was quite happy actually to just hand me over some Duramine 
Um, are you familiar with Jeremine? Yeah, I I heard that it was such a big thing. Like, oh, I can't even actually think. Probably when I was younger in my twenties. Um, but I heard that it was just coming at everybody so hot, like yeah. go in and they're like, yeah. here you go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor quite happily handed that over and um, it was, it was weird. Like I, I did lose a lot of weight mm. quite quickly. And again, I looked great on the outside. I was confident with my body on the outside but I knew fair well that I was so unhealthy on the inside. So basically the Duramine is like, it's like a legal speed pretty much. Your, it just increases that metabolism rate. So you, you could pretty much eat whatever you wanted, but your body was just burning it off so quick. Everyone was doing it too. Like I remember hearing, cause when I, um, I've taught, classes and been a fitness trainer since I was 16 and back when I was doing it in my early 20s my friends and people my age weren't really working out I was like really all my clients were 30s 40s 50s and everyone my age was not working out or if they'd had a baby I heard that they were all on this Duramine thing which I never looked Mm -hmm. into because I was a fitness trainer so I didn't have that problem but I used to think to myself what the hell is this everybody's freaking talking about it and doing it and is it even around anymore like do people do it still I don't know I haven't heard much yeah about it ever since I did it and that was so yeah that was 11 12 years ago now Indy's 11 in August so yeah 11 years ago but um so I did that and then I finally got a job up here because that took a very long time as well and I guess that was another sort of hard part about making the move up here you know in Brisbane you could get a job within minutes of sending your resume somewhere whereas up here it was a lot different and um the the combination of a small town and a city it's because I have your bay up north and it's the most beautiful place to live but it's hard to get a job because the people that live there will kind of stay in the same jobs the whole time and you move there and you either have to, like a lot of my friends live there and that their husbands work in Brisbane um, because yeah. to get work. So that would have been really hard. Yes. Yeah. So I finally got a job, finally started making some friends and I worked, um, I worked in corporate down by the water, which was absolutely beautiful. So I started making use of my lunch times and doing 5Ks in my lunch break. Mm. because I thought, you know, I need to be, I need to be exercising. I need to be healthy. I couldn't find a soccer team at the time that I wanted to, that was sort of close to home. That would be worth me getting to, to play for, etc. So, um, yeah, I just started walking in my lunch breaks and then, um, Indy started daycare. So you start to make friends from there, which was really nice. And then, um, we, um, we'd finally bought a house closer to both of our work. And um, I started, I decided to go and join the gym again, because I thought if I'm going to be, you know, able to look after my daughter, I need to be setting a healthy example. And so, yeah, I joined the gym um, knowing that I could do a lot more things than just walking on a treadmill now. And um, it was right when, the Kayla um, Itzenez sort of 
like when all of that blew up and started happening and she had this beach body guide, I think she used to call it the BBG. Yeah. I was talking to body something. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Bikini body guide. And, um, I was talking to a mum from school about it. So we, we bought the program together and we decided that we were going to go to the gym together and start doing this program together. So I found it a lot more um, motivating to go because I was going with someone else. So we started going and then another mum from school joined us and then another mum from school joined us. So there was four of us and we'd all meet at the gym early in the morning yeah. and um, started doing this program and I started seeing results. And from there, it just became a little bit addictive, you know, just seeing those results. It just makes you feel good. Um, and yeah, then one day I saw a poster on the wall in the gym saying, do you have a passion for helping people? And I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> then um, it said, you know, it was like a, a deal, a special deal for becoming a personal trainer and how you can do it and all that kind of stuff. And I thought oh, I'll ring up and inquire. And um, at that point in time, when I rang up and I was talking to the guy about why I wanted to become a personal trainer, all those kinds of things, it wasn't to start a business or have my own gym or anything like that at all. I initially wanted to do the course so that I could raise a healthy and happy family. Um, yeah. It was so that I could go to the gym with confidence and not go to the gym or have like have someone come to me and go, oh, well, you can only do this or you can only do that. I wanted to, I guess, better educate myself for myself and my family. Yeah. I had no intentions of starting a business. So I signed up, I did the course, I did six months part-time whilst working full-time. Um, and at the time I was... Um, uh, I was actually in a supervisor role, so I'm an accountant, um, supervisor role. So I had two other staff members underneath me and I had my own portfolio of about eight hotels. Um, and then each of those accountants had another seven to eight hotels underneath them. So I had over 30 hotels that I had to look after on a daily basis. Wow. Um, I was doing massive hours at work, but I was determined to do this course. So I, yeah, Jack, by this time too, Jack was only, I think a year and a half old. So I was doing full-time work and studying part-time at the same time. As well. Wow. I met some amazing people throughout the whole course. Um, and quite a few of us are still friends and still chat. Of the course, there was about 22, um, 22 of us in this classroom and to this day, I believe there's only two of us that are still personal trainers. No way. Yeah. The rest of them have all left to go back to their normal day jobs um, or, yeah, doing other things completely different. Um, sad. And I hear that so much. Yeah, it is. I, um, so I studied through Fit College. Um, and up until recently, I was actually doing work for Fit College as well. Um, but they say, they say on average, the lifespan of a PT is 18 months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I look back and I just, I pinch myself all the time. I think, you know, this is, it's our fifth birthday this year. 
Yeah. And um, there's so many times I could have given up, but um, yeah, I just persevered. So I finished the course and I didn't do anything with it for a year. And then um, Indy started prep and it it was about May and it really started to break my heart. The fact that I was dropping her off at before school care and then picking her up from after school care just so that I could go to work every day. And I just felt like I was really missing out on a lot. Um, You know, you've got all these other mums going up to the classroom to be parent helpers and um, picking their kids up straight after school or dropping their kids off at the classroom door, not before school care and after school care. And Jack was still only little. I mean, I had him back in daycare at 12 weeks old. I was back into full-time work. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you just start to realise what's more important in life. Um, And to me, I just felt like I was really missing out on my kids. Yeah. So I said to Matt one day, I said, I think I'm going to resign. And uh, I think his heart fell to the floor. (laughs) It was like, what the hell? Why would you do that? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we made the decision together and I said, no, I'm going to resign and I'll just look for something a little bit more local um, with smaller hours. Then it came to the point where I could not get anything um, more laid back because people were like, you're overqualified, you'll get bored. Um, this is kind of the role doesn't, in, you know, doesn't involve as much as what you have been doing in the past. So I felt that was a bit of a sign that this isn't the path for me. Yeah. And it was actually hubby who said, you've done the course, you've got the qualifications. Why don't you just do something with it? And um, it was because of what was taught to us in class, you know, oh, the lifespan of a PT is only 18 months. I just thought, well, why bother? Like if I'm only going to last 18 months, why would I bother yeah. going into this and putting this work into it? I wonder why they say that. I think because, and I can see, I can absolutely see how it would get to that it's because it does, it gets hard. It gets tough. There are days, there are still days where I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. Like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Yes, yes. I want to go back to a nine to five job where someone tells me what to do every day. I'm over being the boss. I'm over making the decisions. Which um, yeah. So I I can see how you know there's there are PTs out there that do find it difficult and you know do go and find other jobs elsewhere after a while if it's just not working. But I guess that's, you know, that's a bit of a loophole in the fitness industry. I think it's something that we need to be teaching a bit more of within those courses is, you know, how to push through those barriers. I mean, we, you know, the course is mainly about, you know, anatomy and bones and exercises and anabolic, blah, 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 like everything to do with fitness. There's not much within the course that's about business. Yeah. And so industry yeah yeah and so when I first went into um the I thought okay I'll give it a go um the healthy mummy are you familiar with the healthy mummy yeah and it yeah they also I don't know if they still have it but they used to also have a other like a sister business called lose baby weight and um 
it had come up in my Facebook feed, something like that, but they were, they were wanting personal trainers to represent the healthy mummy brand. Yeah. So I had to buy into the franchise and then um, they would, they were supposed to market me and promote me. And they sent me like flags and business cards and set me up with a Facebook page and all this kind of stuff. And then they pretty much marketed for me to get clients. So they kind of didn't stand up to their end of the bargain. And I had a few ladies come over from healthy mummy, but then I just, I realized that I don't really align or didn't really align with those values and beliefs that healthy mummy was pushing at the time when I first started doing the healthy mummy trainer, they were really pushing these replacement shakes. Ah, uh, yes. And Popular. Given my experience with the um, Duramine and trying that crazy, crazy diet, stuff like that. It's what there's at the end of the day, we all know what we should and shouldn't be eating. Yeah. And, meal replacement shakes just didn't sit well with me because you're not learning anything from that. Um, So I ended up ditching the healthy mummy. Plus it just wasn't working. And um, I got myself a business coach and within the first six months of having the business coach, I went from having like 70 clients to 50 clients and within my first year of business, I'd already made six figures just from getting a business coach to help me put in policies and procedures and, you know, simple things like direct debit. I never knew or never thought to put my clients on direct debit. Um, chasing money all the time. It's just coming in yeah. every single week. Yeah. And every week it'd be like, well, you know, you'd have a PT client and you'd have them booked in for the same time every week or in that message 20 minutes before I'm not coming today. Yeah. And because they didn't pay for it, they're not accountable for that session. And then I was losing revenue as well. So um, did a business coach straight up like that doesn't happen. Um mm-hmm businesses but I guess from your accounting background and working in like high up in corporate you would have seen the value in getting a business coach so early to help you all up properly yeah I didn't I didn't actually really know that there was business coaches for fitness businesses to be honest and it was one of the other trainers so with the healthy mummy trainer thing they had a we had a Facebook group where there was a few of their healthy mummy trainers from all around Australia in this one group. And there's a few of us actually that are all still friends and still chat, which is quite nice. Um, But yeah, one of them private messaged me and she said, look, I've got this business coach. Would you be interested in knowing more about it? And I thought, this is a scam. Surely it's a scam. And then I spoke to the business coach and um, I was like, I don't have that kind of money to be, you know, spending and like, it's a big risk. And she said, at the end of the day, it's like going to the gym. If you put in the work, then you'll get the results. So, um, yeah, I did the work and I got the results and it's just been growing ever since. I mean, we have, you know, it's, it's like anything, it does dip and rise, um, often, but, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't think. (laughs) 
So what did your business look like when it first started? You were outdoors, were you, or and group classes? Yeah. So, yeah, so I was doing predominantly PT um, and I would have four to five clients a day coming to home and I was doing it all from home because I had Jack, he was only yet two, two and a half. So I'd pulled him out of daycare so many days a week and only had him going a couple of times a week so that I could, yeah, be more present with him. But, um, yeah, doing mainly PT and then... um, I thought let's try the group fitness route and we were just doing it in a little um, park just around the corner from my house and um, we were doing that and I was only getting sort of four or five ladies to an outdoor group session and then it would rain so you'd have to cancel Um, so then we found somewhere around the like further around the corner with undercover area um, and it was a play group so um, from there, obviously, a few of the mums came over from there and started to join us and we grew from there. We grew out of that space. So then we went to the local soccer club and that's where we stayed for, yeah, four years. So within a year, I kind of doubled those group fitness classes and we had to move to a bigger space. So we worked out of, yeah, the local soccer club, which meant we had a massive awning, toilets, um, tables and chairs and stairs. So we had like a fair bit of the environment around us that we could utilize for our workouts as well, which is, as you know, super handy. Yeah. Sports um, are so handy in um, being able to utilize because uh, you don't have to take as much equipment when there's stuff there that you can yeah. on and jump over and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think I asked you a long time ago, you did um, pay the club, didn't you? You rented it from them? Yes. Yeah that's something that people can do is contact these clubs and do a little bit of a rental agreement. Yes. Um, It really worked for us because sunny coast, there's lots of beautiful parks and beaches and um, places that people can go and do PT and group fitness from, but you have to have a permit and only so many people within that area can have that permit. So And then there's so many places where you can't get a permit for particular parks, but then you'll often see trainers training there and they shouldn't be. Um, So leasing or sponsoring the club is what we were doing. Um, From the club means you don't have to worry about any other competitor coming in and taking up your space. Um, You've got full undercover area. So, you know, parks have only really got like those small little rotunda areas um and their public toilets whereas at the soccer club the toilets were always cleaned yeah daily so it was a lot more pleasant (laughs) um gold coast a couple of years ago introduced all these crazy rules which completely wiped out so many outdoor fitness businesses yeah and like operating out of a out of a a sporting club um is definitely a, a lot better too and then you can also go to the club themselves and say look you know Um, So I think one of our classes was just finished just before the little kids came in for their soccer training. So, you know, we'd send them offers like mums of, you know, kids that train here can come and train with us, you know, for 25% off or come and have a week free and yeah. Yeah. And the club is more um, able to cater to what you want because you're paying them as well. So rather 
And when you just approach all these clubs and you just go in with, oh, can I give you this? They're like oh, a bit defensive. But if you are sponsoring them or offering discounts and it looks like a value bonus. Yeah. At parents and everything. Um, yeah. They're going to love what you do. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, um, so then we came to COVID because you and I follow each other and have for a couple of yeah. years and um, you pretty much had to shut down as we all did. And then you went online and you made the decision not to go back to the park. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. So um, the- it had been a dream for quite a while to have my own facility. Um, but then I'd also put off doing it for quite some time. Cause I'm like, this is why the ladies come to me. Cause we're outdoors. We're something a little bit different than being stuck in a gym. Um, but yeah, after COVID obviously client numbers had dropped quite a lot as well. So it was a really big risk. Um, I had a, um, another trainer reach out to me. He actually trains my stepson strength and conditioning for his motocross. And he reached out to me and said, why don't we get a space together? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. (laughs) And I'd kept putting it off. And, um, then the gym, the space that we have now came up, he sent it to me. He said, what do you think? And I was like, well, let's go look at it, looked at it. And I just fell in love with it straight away. Like it was just an empty shed, a bare shed. But, um, I saw how we could make it work. And I thought, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. I just have to bite the bullet and just do it. So yeah, I did it. We had three weeks to turn it around because lockdown was being lifted on the 12th of June, I think it was. And um, yeah, I was lucky enough to also have hubby home at the time because he wasn't working. So we had three weeks to put AstroTurf down, put gym mats down, build a complete rig, put that in there, paint the walls, um, add extra fans. There's a little office in there. So we had to do all the plastering and everything with that. Um, it was crazy. I really like the look of it. It's um, you did a great job in three weeks. Yeah. It's just, and I didn't want to put too much in there. I still want it to be a comfortable place where people don't feel like we're all crammed in there. Um, We can easily fit 20 ladies in there. I wouldn't put any more in. Um, but we can easily fit 20 in there and still be spread out. So it's not, um, yeah, I don't know. We're not, it's not a closed in box yeah. gym. Still has that outdoor feel that you had at your group classes. Yeah. It's taken it into your own space. That's branded yeah. for you as well. Yeah. yeah. And then because we're within a complex as well, we can still, well, I do, I still send the girls out for runs. So they can still go outdoors if if need be. We've got a massive big tyre as well. So we do some tyre flips and they do those outside because there's still a, like a, a small section in the car park that we can use without getting hit by a car or anything like that. So so it's coming up to your first year then, I guess, for having the gym. Yeah, we've just had our, yeah, June, we opened on June 13. So we've just had our first year in the gym, which was exciting. Um, and then, yeah, July marks our fifth year in business as the Bod Squad. Wow. So do you have, like, what do you, what have been your biggest challenges for the past year in actually opening your own space? Because we know so many people want to do it, um, yeah. but 
fears hold them back and you just went for it. So what would you say now one year on has been the most challenging that people could kind of, you know, know what to expect if they wanted to open their own space? Um, to be without sounding like a dick, um, haven't really had any challenges with opening the gym. I think if anything, like if you are thinking about it, just do it. And then every other hurdle in your brain that you've been thinking about, you just get over it. Like you just, I think, cause I thought, how are we going to do this? Because, you know, if we open this gym, we're going to have to pay rent straight away. I'm not going to be able to afford the rent straight away because I need to get all these clients back. Um, but we were able to negotiate a good rate with the landlord. So we got the first three months of rent free. So I pretty much said to myself, okay, you've got three months to get X amount of clients so that you can cover that first rent when it's due in October. I think our first rent was due. So that was one hurdle. And we overcame that straight away by negotiating with the landlord to have our first three months free. And then I think the second hurdle was the abundance of equipment that we had. I still, I I had a fair bit of equipment from being outdoors. Um, And then um, Levi, the other trainer who shares the space with me, he had a heap of equipment. So we've just merged our equipment together. Um, and then from there, there was a few of the end of year, end of financial year sales going on. So, and also because of COVID at the time, there was such a shortage on gym equipment. Like you couldn't get rowers, you couldn't get bikes, you couldn't even get the phone boxes for box jumps. You could, you could get hardly anything. So we made do with everything that we had. We had ropes and balls and dumbbells, kettlebells. We had all the basics, Mm -hmm. um, we had barbells and plates as well, but yeah, when it came time to adding things like rollers and bikes, everyone understood that it was just you oh, know, a continuation of, yeah, a continuation of COVID and that we would get them as soon as they arrived. So we got the rowers and we got the bikes. We didn't get them until I think August, but still we ended up with them. And I think it's just a, the constant thing now I have to I have to continue doing obviously is getting those leads and getting you know bringing in more clients. That's that's just a constant challenge. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So, what do you find are your best ways to get those leads in and get members in? Um, now that you are a gym, like has that changed that you're a gym instead of outdoors, or are you still kind of using the same kind of methods that you have to stay in business for five years? Yeah still using the same methods because I think that they work. We tweak them here and there, but they work. So that's what we keep doing. Um, Word of mouth, particularly with mums, seems to be my biggest, like the biggest thing that brings in new clients. Because if you've got a mum from a mother's group saying, oh my God, I went to this new gym the other day. It's really awesome. You should come. So then they'll bring two people then they will be like, they'll go to their kid's school or daycare and be like, oh, I just joined this gym the other day. It's really awesome. And then it just keeps going on. And I mean, you know, mums, we love to talk. <laughs> so, and, you know, when it's good feedback, I know for myself as well, like I will ask someone else their recommendation. And I know you do it too. I've seen your posts on Facebook yeah. all the time. You want to know what someone else's experiences and recommendations are for a business or for something in particular before you decide to try it yourself especially fitness because people don't want 
just go in and they've had bad experiences with trainers so they like to go where their friends go or just hear like oh my god was it brutal was it this was it that like they want to make sure that they have some level of comfort before they go yeah yeah so yeah word of mouth is probably the biggest one um and then obviously rewarding my clients as well for you know referring their friends through to us um I don't do ads on Facebook from time to time. I share any sort of particular events we have going in community groups, uh, Sunny Coast community groups, um, and then Instagram stories. So I think most of my leads come from word of mouth and then my website. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, Instagram. That would be through Google um, with it coming from your website. Yeah. Yep. The yep. Google SEO or something. I'm not really good with yep. Google. Um, and that's crazy with Instagram because a lot of people have said to me, we get it through Instagram. I haven't, I've had more success with Facebook. I haven't had it as much with Instagram. So when you say stories, do you mean like, how, do you get more people to follow you on Instagram or you like hashtag your stories or stuff like that? What have you noticed that way? Um, so for, uh, for Insta stories, I've been doing just like, I just kind of like zoom around the class and see, so people can see what we're doing. Um, and I think to, for some, some ladies have actually commented and said, it's great to see that there's lots of women of all different shapes and sizes. Um, cause I know they can relate with and go, oh, yep. if she's doing it like, and I'd be able to do that. Yes. Yeah. And cause I know for me too, like going to a gym for the first time, I felt really intimidated because you do have ladies walking around with amazing bodies nothing against that but you know they're walking around with their crop top on and their shorts and you're kind of like oh and then you compare yourself you're like I wish I could wear that or you see like a big bulky guy walking around you kind of feel a bit intimidated so it's it's all about providing a comfortable space for women to come and train Mm. where they don't have to worry about what they look like They don't have to worry about whether or not they can do or can't do a particular exercise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I show on my Instagram stories. Um, and I often tag the girls that are in the stories yep. and then they reshare it on their stories. Yep. So from that, I've noticed I've been getting a lot more followers because the girls are like, oh, what, like, what are you doing? And then they follow me and then they see what we're doing. And then from there, they're like, can I come and try it out? Yeah. So that seems to work. Um, but yeah, something I've learned recently from my business coach is there's five C's, but I'm only focusing on the first three at the moment. And it's content, conversations and conversions. Yep. So whatever your content is that you're posting, have conversations with those people that are engaging with your content. And then from there, convert them over into your yes yeah that's yeah yeah so um what does a normal work day look for like for you right now like from morning to night because I know it's been a bit crazy for you but you actually have a couple of trainers now don't you yeah I have a couple of trainers on board with me um they do afternoon sessions um and then I have a Pilates instructor that does a Monday and a Friday morning so Monday through to Thursday, my day starts at 4.15. 
I'm up, um, I get ready and I go to the gym, get ready for the 5.30 class. I run the 5.30 class, which finishes at, yeah, 6.15. And then I go and do my own workout because that's the only time that I get a chance to do it throughout the day. Plus, I always like to start my day with a workout. I feel more productive after a workout. Um, then I go back to the gym. I'll have some breakfast, do a little bit of admin work before my 9.15 ladies start to rock up. And then we do a 9.15 class. And then between 10 and 3, I'm usually trying to work on the business. Um, I will try and fit in a walk somewhere along there as well if I can because we're only we're only a few meters back from the beach where the gym is so I'll try and go for a walk out to Alex Heads I'll walk all the way along to Malulaba and back which takes about you know what I haven't even timed it but maybe 45 minutes I'm it's so six days I think <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just admin stuff and then I do have a four o'clock class in the afternoons as well so then I'll run that class um and then from there come home to the kids and mum life starts so you don't run any classes at night now um other your other trainers doing the nights yeah so I do four o'clock on a Monday and Tuesday and then um my other trainer does Wednesday Thursday for me yep and then I do Friday Arvo um, Friday mornings at 5.30, we have Pilates class. So Fridays is my one morning that I actually get to sleep in, but only until about 6.30 because then I get up and get the kids ready for school, of course, but um, school holidays at the moment. So that four o'clock alarm is a killer. And the days, um, it's been really hard with winter, the days that I don't have to get up. There's two days a week that I don't have to get up at quarter past four. I have been struggling to get out of bed at the six or six thirty, and I thought, no, I'm going to use these mornings, stick to my routines, get up at four fifteen still, and I'm still going to yeah. do all this stuff. But I have not been able to do it. I stay in bed because yeah. it's hard waking up at quarter past four every morning. Like, oh, those sleep-ins are good. I find too if I haven't had at least seven hours of sleep. Yeah. Even in my workout, like I struggle. I really struggle to perform during, like in my workout because I'm just so tired and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So it's good to hear that you've got that little bit of balance now because you were working so hard when it first started and now, you know, one year on you've got these trainers and you, it sounds like you've yep. got balance happening. Yep. Finally found a balance because, yeah, initially I just – I wanted to do everything and be everywhere. And whilst it worked at the time and I was really enjoying it on the inside, I was just, I was burning the candle at both ends yeah. and um, it finally came to a point where I was, you need to stop and just take a break. Yeah. And you can't be everything. Um, so would you have, um, well, you said with uh, advice to people who are thinking about, you know, opening their own gym just to pretty much go for it. But do you have any um, advice for them or even talk about qualities that you find that make a successful trainer? Because as you said in that course, there was 22 of you and only two have lasted. What would you think are the things that you need to focus on as a trainer to last a long time in this industry and make a full-time career out of it? Um, I think... 
obviously persistence is one of them. And I mean, it is, it is like going to the gym. You're not going to go to the gym, do one workout and all of a sudden have six pack abs. It does take time. Um, And, you know, I wouldn't say I'm the most experienced or anything like that. Like I'm still learning shit every day. Um, I think it's important. Like we have to keep growing, not only in business, but our skills as well, because the advice is always changing and we have to be on point with what we're taking our clients through. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So I think being empathetic as well with your clients like knowing how to talk to them, knowing how to understand, just being relatable. I think that's the thing. I think you have to know who your niche is, like who you're targeting as your client. That's how you need to talk and portray yourself on social media if you're wanting to attract those clients. Yeah. Um, And yeah, just be persistent with doing the work as well. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. I think a lot of PTs kind of have this expectation of walking into the gym or going, okay, I'm qualified. And then they kind of expect an abundance of people to go, okay, train me, train me. It's not like that at all. You have to still with do you. the work. Yeah. They want to get to know you. And that's why we do obviously have to show up a lot um, on social media, especially if you're first starting, because people need to be comfortable with being yeah in front of you as well like oh hey I've got this weight on I haven't been like yeah they feel like shit and they have to be that person or they've had a bad experience in the past that's put them off as well yeah yeah definitely and yeah just just being relatable so I think obviously being a mum myself I understand what mum life is like I understand how it feels to come back to exercise after having a baby, especially a cesarean. Um, You know, if you were a new mum going to a gym for the first time and you had a male trainer trying to explain to a male trainer how everything's feeling down there, um, they just can't relate. No. Yes, they've probably done the studies. They've learnt about it. They would know what they're talking about, but they haven't experienced it for themselves. Yeah. So I think just being relatable is a really big thing. So going out there and saying you want to be a PT and you want to specialize in weight loss, well, that's great, but that's a very broad. Um, yeah. Who? That's a very broad range of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess just just really knowing who you want to help. Um, that's probably the biggest thing you need to know. Yeah. And not just focusing on the end goal of a client, like, oh, they want to be a size 10 and have all these muscles. That's a very shallow goal. And if sometimes you can get to somebody to that, sometimes it's not always the healthiest way that you've gotten them there. Mm -hmm. Well, they keep coming to you. So you do have to focus on, um, like you said, changing their lifestyle, not just resorting to shakes or whatever, teaching them, giving them some community and understanding that there's um, a lot going on for somebody and it doesn't matter what you, how you train them and how you tell them to eat. If there's a lot going on in their life, they're not ever going to reach that goal anyway. So you've got to adapt yeah. each person as well and just be relatable. And we don't have to have six packs to be good trainers, hey? No. And I think that's why, like, a lot of mums, I mean, a lot of mums have commented in the past. They're like, 
we like coming to you because you don't look like Michelle Bridges or Kayla Itzen as it's not intimidating to yeah. come to you because you look just like us. Yeah. I don't have a six pack. I don't ever plan on having a six pack. I love ice cream and alcohol too much yeah. um, to have a six pack. But in saying that, I still know my balance. I still know. Healthy and fit doesn't always mean that you are the leanest at, at yeah. all. I say to my clients as well, okay, cool. If you want that goal, that's awesome. But can you have the lifestyle that comes with that goal? Or would you prefer to have these extra five kilos, but you do, you know, enjoy a little bit more food and all that kind of stuff. So it's always weighing it up. And as yeah. a trainer, we shouldn't feel that pressure to um, make ourselves a certain weight just to be good at our job where we can be yeah. inspiring and good at any size. It's just being healthy. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So one last question, where do you see yourself in around five to 10 years? Do you have any big goals on your mind? Um, well, obviously, hopefully still within the health and fitness industry. Um, but I would, I would like to see myself in my very own facility. So at the moment I share um but the guy that I share with he runs nighttime classes so I essentially have the whole gym every day um but I would really like to see the bod squad have its own big facility where I can have I don't know maybe a nice little cafe in there so that mums can stick around and have a coffee after their class um, open up that creche a little bit longer so that there's more opportunity for mums to come and do PT yep. while their kids are being looked after. Um, have it as a bit more of an open gym, I guess. Um, so still have the group fitness classes, but still have that option there for an open gym. Um, a lot of the times when clients do move on, um, it is because they finally got that confidence to go into a normal gym and do their own workouts. Um, but also too, because the class times don't work for them anymore. So they want to be able to go to the gym, do their own workout in their own time. Um, and yes, yeah, so be able to, I guess, have that offering for my clients. Yeah. Deal. Big facility. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. Well, where can people find you online if they want to check out your business and see what you do? Yep. So the Bod Squad Health and Fit. No, I think it's just the Bod Squad on Facebook, um, and then the Bod Squad Health and Fitness on Instagram. And I'll tag it in the um, bio as well. So yeah, is there anything else you want to share, or anything that comes to mind? Um, I could talk for hours, so we should probably just let this go. <laughs> Definitely as time and as time goes on and questions pop up, I'll definitely use you as a little bit of a um yes. board and we can get advice and everything because yeah, we all we love people who are good at chatting. Yes, that's me. Talk <laughs> under board with mouthful of marbles. Oh, I'm all about that. All right. <laughs> so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Danny. Finally. <laughs> Made it. All right. See you guys.